When you are, buddy. Always ready. Always ready for you, Bear Phoenix West. I'm always ready for the silence. The silence. I could go on and on about the silence. Especially with me praying for it. When's he going to stop? A brief respite of, of non-stop speech. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. You tell him it's from me. Ask him to read it immediately. Why, yes, sir. The note that this man is carrying across a club room is in the form of a proposed wager. But it's the kind of wager that comes without precedent. It stands alone in the annals of bet-making as the strangest game of chance ever offered by one man to another. In just a moment, we'll see the terms of the wager and what young Mr. Tennyson does about it. And in the process, we'll witness all parties spin a wheel of chance in a very bizarre casino called the Twilight Zone. Phoenix West, everybody! Oh, sorry, I, I, I severed my vocal cords. I, I wasn't able to speak there for a while. Welcome to LAW, the Twilight Zone Review, episode 61. Frank's, Frank's burying his hands, <laughs> hands over his face. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Douche Chill McGillicuddy. I'm Douche Chill <laughs> McGillicuddy. Okay, uh, so it's the two of us. Uh, today's episode is 225, <laughs> The Silence. Uh, had to go method there for a little bit. He was Frank was freaking the fuck out because I wasn't speaking. <laughs> did, you think I, did you think I had a stroke or something? I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> I was doing I'm him. like... I'm just giving you the hands like, yeah. and you're on. <laughs> <laughs> I had a sudden stage fright uh, almost 500 episodes into podcasting. Uh, I, uh, I was doing my Tennyson impression. I was doing the, just staring out into the glass. Well, you should have wrote a note then. No, it's much funnier if I catch you off guard. Uh, anyway, he, he wrote like two notes in this whole episode. I thought it was going to be more. Anyway, uh, today's episode is The Silence, like I mentioned, and this one, uh, like Frank was playing there, it starts off with Jamie Tennyson, Jamie Tennyson, Tennyson, a fucking stupid name, uh, you can tell Rod wrote this one, he, uh, he, he won't shut the fuck up. Oh he's, yeah, he's just, I don't think anybody else could. <laughs> he's just speaking non-stop, and I, I was trying to listen, you ever like, uh, when characters speak and the whole point is that they don't shut up and they keep blathering on and on and on. You ever actually listen to them? Because I wasn't listening to his story until the very end. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I could not follow his story. It's like the baseball talk in uh, uh, Mr. Dent and the Strong, or Mr. Dingle the Strong. It was like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like nonstop, just, I mean, benign banter of nothing. Yeah, but then I, I like really started. To, I'm like, oh, right, I'm gonna start listening because before where I was watching the shots, which I will get into heavily later on. Uh, but I was just watching it, and I was like, oh, I need to like listen to a story because he's speaking, but I'm not paying attention to him at all. And I was yeah, like, what he's saying has no bearing on anything. I couldn't follow the actual story. I mean, maybe I missed half of it, obviously, but I couldn't follow what he was saying. Like he's like talking about some girl, and she was felt like in some. Liquid or I, I don't I really couldn't follow it. It made no sense to me. It didn't resemble any any story that I'd ever heard from a human before. Well, we don't play the stock market. That's like stock market talk. Is that what it was? Say. Yeah, I must have missed that part. I don't I don't know. You, I couldn't follow you it. You take two hundred fifty thou. You throw it in there. You wait a little bit there. Then you sell it and then you get a profit. Yeah. So he he won't shut the fuck up. This Colonel Archie Taylor sitting in a chair. And he's just, uh, his lawyer walks up to him from Lost in Space. And also, uh, what the hell is that episode? Uh, 22. Planet. <laughs> yeah, he, or Lost in Space. And he's in Oh, uh, was he the doctor? Yeah, he's the doctor in Lost in Space. And he, he's also in the episode, yeah, the, the 22 episode. Where he's, I remember he's all creepy and flirting with her. <laughs> like, yeah, so I mean the doctor, because in this yeah. one he's a lawyer. Yeah, he's so creepy. 
Well, yeah, he, I love him this episode. He, he barely has a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's getting cra- he's going crazy because he hates Tennyson, and he's like, listen here, he's going to ask for money. Like, just last week he asked me for money. And then he's like, here, can you deliver him this note? I'm like, the, the motherfucker's sitting like seven feet away from you. Just walk your ass over there, you lazy fuck. Like, you're this rich, you got to bust your lawyer around, who's getting like billable hours. He's getting like $500 an hour to walk that across the room. Oh, you lazy fuck. <laughs> he could have, like, and, did a little football like, flick to him. <laughs> and it's like the way he did it, it's like, uh, you know, this isn't ethical at all. You know, I mean, there's no precedent for this. It, it, it's like, it, it is illegal. He's like, he's like, well, just, you know, tell me, like, it, you know, can I be charged with a crime for this? Well, technically, no, if he agrees to it. Yeah, the... Uh... You want to bring the mic closer? The, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, is that fine. better? Yeah, it's a lot better. It's got really echoey there. The uh, uh, the whole I, I love. Uh, I don't want I don't want to get into it yet, but I, I do love. I think this has the best segment uh, going from the opening scene into the music into Rod's intro. I think this has the most cohesive uh, structure of that. It flows so well. I. I do you know what I mean, though? Did you did you hear that? When you just played that clip right there, it goes like right from that to that, and it's like I don't know. It all worked really well together. It just cuts over to him sitting next to behind a chair, and it just the whole thing was just. Uh, I think it was perfect. I think it was the best they've done so far. Honestly, I, I noticed that the last two times they started. No, not I don't think the last one, but the one before that, they started playing the do 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 before he did. The intro and, and I really like that. It works know? so well. It brings you right in there. Yeah, yeah, it really does. The uh man, your microphone is just something. I don't know. Did you change it? Did you move it? Yeah. I thought this was can this isn't good now. No, it's a uh, it's more canny. It's weird. <laughs> okay. Um well it is it's a lot better now. Actually just doing that made it a lot better. Really? Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was just that it's if it's too directly on it just doesn't work. Um Anyway, so okay. it sounded a lot better. We're, we're good to go here. Um, I love, I mentioned I was going to bring up the shots in this episode. I think this is the best shot episode, which is weird because it's just in a couple rooms. But they do so much. If you just sit there and watch it for uh, the filmmaking style, because it's shot just like my fa- one of my favorite movies, Seconds, from 66. This is a few years before that. Uh, Jonathan Frankenheimer movie. I just love his cinematography and uh, the way he shoots his movies is so like he, the shots of a uh, 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 Taylor sitting in the chair and it has this weird like fish eye look to, almost to it. Uh, Frankenheimer does a lot of that in the movie Seconds, and he has these big like he put the camera up in the corner of a room and you got this wide angle lens on it and the room just looks huge, but it's a small little room. He does mm-hmm. they do a lot of this like when they reveal the cage later on. The camera just like is on a is on a crane and just goes down through it and you can see a, a Tennyson like walking around in there. Every everything every all the shots in this episode are just beautiful. I, it's so weird because it's just like I said, just in a couple different rooms. It doesn't really move. There's not a lot going on, but that really makes up for a lot because it, when there's not a lot going on, that's when you really need to focus on making it look like a like a beautiful movie. I don't know. I, I, I got to be honest, I, I, I'm in love with this episode. Just, just not, the, the plot is very, very simple. I just love the way it's made. I think it might be the best made episode. Definitely. I mean, uh, Boris Segal directed it, Yeah, actually. Yeah, I saw that. I, I was hoping it was dangerously close to uh, Segal, like, uh, like, like our favorite actor ever. No, then everybody would be talking like this, and it would really be silent. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, "Can you? S- I will pay you five hundred thousand dollars, Steven Seagal, to speak the fuck up." <laughs> Very different plot. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. Here's a thought. <laughs> he, he he buys Use a microphone. Your voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enunciate, Stephen. Uh, so he gives him this letter, and it, the letter just says, "Like, I don't." I don't know why he does this. I think it's just to extend the plot of the, the, the length of the episode. He gives him a letter and then goes, read the letter out loud. I'm like, just say it out loud then. Just, 
given the proposal out loud, I don't know why he makes it so goddamn uh, romantic. He like makes him read it, and then he interrupts him and finishes the the, the whole the bet. And the bet is he'll pay him five thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, if he can stay silent, not speak one word for a year. And then you, I think you had a clip there lined up where it was him going like, "It's like I can't, my bravery versus your, you know, whatever, that whole thing." And let me know if you when you have that ready. Well, that's your business, Colonel. Quite your business. But I do believe that you will make yourself highly suspect. I'll take that risk. I propose a wager, Mr. Tennyson. The wager is to take the following form. I will bet him $500,000 that he cannot remain silent for one year. The wager carries with it the following conditions. He will be placed in a room for observation by me or by any one of us at our discretion. He will be furnished with anything he desires by way of diversion, but he will not be able to speak one single word for 12 months. Not one single word. He will make his wants known in writing, not by voice. What about it, Tennyson? May I ask, what is the reason for this wager? What I'm about to say might horrify the average person. But to someone as insensitive as you, it probably won't mean a thing. I dislike you intensely, Tennyson. <laughs> it goes much beyond the ordinary distaste I feel for someone without breeding, without principles, without manners. Your voice has become intolerable. I sit here each night and the sound of it makes me wince. I cannot ask you to resign from the club. I haven't got that right. So it occurred to me that I'd be willing to offer a large sum of money just to have some quiet. You see, Tennyson, you could not possibly remain silent for a year. It's not in your nature. You're a shallow, talkative, empty-headed ne'er-do-well. And to remain silent would destroy you. So what I assume will happen. You will perhaps withstand the pressures for three or four weeks, maybe a couple of months. And then you will succumb. That's, again, your nature. In the meantime, I will derive oh, several months of exquisite silence. <laughs> Damn, I, I think when they had when they shot Mr. Dingle the Strong, they had Don Rickles and like, hey, can you write a scene for us real quick? <laughs> Just like <laughs> this guy tearing this other guy apart, and he's like, yeah, I can do that, no problem. I, I was gonna do it anyway, so that's fine. If they all hate each other so much, why are they all hanging out together all the time? I don't get, to, I don't get groups like this. I just went, hey, Colonel, go the fuck home. <laughs> yes. You want some silence? Go fucking home. Go literally anywhere that man's not. You know exactly where he's going to be. Therefore, you know how to avoid him. It's a club. There must be more than one fucking club in the area. Yeah. And why does this colonel have so much goddamn money to be in this high society club? I don't get it. Well, you know, when you're at war and you take over said occupied space you loot he's still he's still in all the the art makes okay i'll, I'll accept that that's fine I, I i like alternate theories as long as they're insane and i'm all on board with that i mean it had to be a world war ii thing and i know for a fact that when you know we took over uh whatever that fucking house was called where hitler would go to vacation in the mountains right they robbed the goddamn Sounds like you're talking blind. about the White House. <laughs> What's that? No, I was making a stupid political joke. Didn't make any sense. I said, I think you're talking about the White House, Hitler. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, um, so he proposes, he did a lot of finger guns. <laughs> he proposes that uh, he go in the basement pretty much. It sounds like a rape fantasy. Go live in my basement for a year. Don't speak or scream or shout out to anybody, and we're going to keep you in there, and uh, I'll give you $500,000. So the guy's like, I love this, because he's like, 
I'll, I'll take you up on your offer. I'll do that. I'm going to call your bluff on this one. Uh, it's my bravery versus your hubris or whatever the hell he says. Uh, and then he's like, he goes, he walks away and he starts to talk to our, our Pe- Tennyson starts to talk. I keep wanting to call him Pennyson because that's what makes sense to me. It's Tennyson. Tennyson. Yeah. It's, it's Tennyson. <laughs> Tennyson is talking to uh, Jonathan Harris's character, the, the, the lawyer. And then he's like, why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to do this. And he goes, he, he's like, I have to do this. You, you don't know what it's like. I have a wife and she has expensive tastes. And I'm like, I was like, okay, so you have a gold digging wife. So you're like, you know what she's going to want? Me not to be around for a year. There's absolutely no way she's going to stick. She won't stick around and not fuck every single guy I've ever known. <laughs> Why? Which does Colonel literally says to him to get him to break <laughs> talking? Yes. He, oh, my God. And yeah. how he said, dude, this, all I can think about is two people. Uh, this old fuck. One, the dude Potter from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. And two, uh, A Christmas Carol. Um, uh, okay, you know, okay, okay, yeah. He's, he's visited by Ebenezer Scrooge. I had this group. Yeah, I had to yeah. sit there and think about what Christmas Carol was for some reason. I wanted to say Scrooge McDuck so bad, but I'm like, oh, I know that's wrong. I would have accepted Bill Murray and Scrooged as well. I love that movie. I love that goddamn movie. I uh, love when the fairy comes over. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. He beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. uh, Carol Kane. Uh, not so much to watch that movie. I know her name. Um, <laughs> that's my Christmas movie right there. Like That's not like my legit Christmas movie, the one that's actually about Christmas. Like I always, we always say Die Hard, but... Scrooge is about Christmas. I I love that goddamn movie. I fall asleep every Christmas to uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a good one too. But I like Scrooge more. Shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god, where do we go from here? So he he goes downstairs, and there's these shots. I keep bringing up the shots. I'm gonna do it the whole episode just to let you know where the it was ki- very Quentin esque. You think Quentin took like. A liking to this, like, do you think this episode was a like a not, not inspiration, but almost like a um, how can I put this? Um, he stole, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, it, like, like, literally, like Quentin because this is very Quentin esque. Well, you know what I mean, well, yeah, it's kind of this. If you look at the lineage, this episode really kind of is one of the first things in the 60s to be shot in this style. Which is later Frankenheimer did, and then also Sergio Leone did, the, the Italian film director, and then Tarantino. He did a lot was, of spaghetti westerns too. What's that? He did a lot of spaghetti westerns. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Tarantino is, takes most of his cinematography and it's from Sergio Leone. Yeah. Most of his, and even the music, he even took fucking Ennio Morricone for for uh, Hateful Eight and all all his movies now. But well, and I loved Hateful Eight. I everybody just. Talk so much shit on that movie. I like it. It's fun. I loved it, dude. I I watched and it I, once. I'm happy I got to see it in the you know the format that it was shot in. I was happy about it. What was it like 170 millimeter or something? something whatever. Something crazy. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. I think it was like 75 millimeter film or whatever the fuck. But uh, you know, there's only so many film houses that even have those projectors yeah. anymore, and there's two around here. So Christmas Day, Christmas night, Missy and I, man. Went uh, to Cherry Hill and watched a great movie. It sounds like you're going to tell me a, a make-out story. When you call it Cherry Hill, it sounds like you ever go to the make-out point, like one of those places, Cherry Hill. You know, there, there's two Cherry Hills in this fucking state. Nice. There's nice. two of every town in this fucking state. I'm not joking. Just all like a mirror reflection of it. Or it's like, yeah, or is it like your town and then the the Silent Hill version of your town where it's like in the fog? I'm not joking. It really is. No lie, like, that's why we, like, there's been multiple votes to split this fucker in half. <laughs> it's already so small. I don't know why you need to split it in half. Because there's so many goddamn people here, and the fuckers up north just drive our goddamn taxes to the fucking roof down here. Oh, I can see that, yeah. Um, <sighs> fuckers from New York. Fucking New Jersey. Tell me about it. <sighs> anyway, so, <clears throat> the the... What I was getting to is the shots of Civil War just in the state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he has the cage built. He's he's waiting for him to show up still, and he's just on the banister upstairs, you know, in the little lookout. And it's just like this, uh, just simple simple shots, but it adds so much to the quality of the episode. Where he's just like sitting there, and he's I I was reading up that the actor fucked up his face, so that's why he keeps like talking with his left face, mm-hmm. his left cheek turned away, and he, and he does this like sinister look over his right shoulder, but it's because his face is fucked up. But it looks so badass, and the camera's just like going in on him on this crane and it kind of like points to, I don't know, uh, watches and you see him like moving around later on down the stairs and he goes back up the stairs. I just, uh, the episode felt so fluid, but it wasn't moving. <laughs> like nobody's moving in this episode, but it, the the camera just movement the was clock. perfect. Yeah, the clock, the pendulum. <laughs> How many times have you watched the pendulum? And yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, so he's this big cage. He goes in there and he's, you know, he's got a little house set up. And then uh, for some reason, when he first goes in there, the first shot of uh, Archie Taylor is him like literally like <laughs> down the middle of a of an angle of the room and just like peeping on him. And I was like, why are you spying on him? The whole purpose is he's supposed to be under su- supervision. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like being a real creeper. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. <clears throat> I'm crying over here. I just didn't know what he's doing. Uh, my voice is going out. <laughs> I didn't okay. know. What, I don't know why he's watching him like that. You could he could just walk out there and watch him. Yeah, I mean that's why the whole fucking walls are glass. Yeah, and they put microphones in the room. Yeah, because you know, which is funny since he doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, and they said, uh, I think they're trying to catch him if he does. Well, they, sure, sure, sure. They at this point it's nine weeks already. Like the first time you really see him in there, it's already been nine weeks. So they kind of you know bump it along that way. And then the the butler goes and gives him food, and I was like, he, he, I was I was confused because the the butler walks up and you know holding the tray, the, the glasses like seven glasses of water on that tray for some reason, and then uh he goes over and he well, like you gotta drink a lot of water after search. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you keep having these antibiotics? Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. But then he, <laughs> but the butler pulls out a key and unlocks the door. I'm like, why is he locked in there? What does that have to do with not speaking? Like, what do you have to lock the it's fucker in bet. there? It's a bet. It's not an incarceration. Yeah. It's a bet. It's a bet. You know? <laughs> the guy's literally locked it in. First of all, it's all glass. If he wants out of there, he's going to get out of there. Yeah. And second of all, if he walked out of the room, bet lost. Yes, so exactly. Maybe you, you, you should want him. have a door. <laughs> have an opening. <laughs> Put a fucking screen door on that thing. <laughs> Or like a bead door, or like a, a doggy something. I don't, I don't give a shit. If anything. You hear it if he goes through it. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Every head shop, dude. Every head shop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The uh, so they 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 fast forward through time a bunch in this episode, and that is consisting of just like you were mentioning the clock pendulum with different numbers, different month names popping up on screen and then disappearing, <laughs> like November. And, then, and that's it. And it's just like him, like, looking at him through the glass. Are you, are you doing, like, a... Are you doing a, a mime? <laughs> I thought you were doing mime work over there, like you're stuck in the camera. Oh, that was the months. <clears throat> oh, those are the months. Okay. Very, visual for me. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. It really added to this. It felt the atmosphere. That's what I'm here for, buddy. And, and atmosphere. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not just part of the furniture over there. He's he's a, he's acting it out. <clears throat> so, uh, where else should we go with this? The the tailor shows up, and we see many many months have gone by. I think at this point he's at like five, six months, five months, something like that, and then he's like. What do you say, Taylor or Tennyson? How about one thousand dollars to walk away? And he's just like, he walks over to the calendar, points at it, and gives a five, and then gives a four. And I'm like, what? Nine. Yeah. Which it wasn't. It was it, like it was six. Yeah, they said it was five or six. I think it was six or something, something like that. And I was like, it's not. No, you're you're not at nine. What? I didn't get it. I, I really didn't understand the hand gesture. I was like, the nine makes no sense. No, it didn't I at mean, all. If he stopped at five, <clears throat> he was almost there. But then he did the, 
yeah, I didn't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I didn't understand it. I think I, I think they just put that in the wrong order. Like they should have done it at the nine month mark because they did have a nine month mark, and the nine month mark was very special because uh, Taylor walks up to him and he's talking very sinister just with the one angle because like I said his face is all fucked up so he's speaking over into the into the microphone and you just see half his face and he's like well Tennyson I saw your wife again she was a uh, fucking three homeless men in the alley and then she was contracting HIV and giving it to dogs and, and murdering babies and man she looked like she missed you she was looked like she was looking for some Tennyson dick but you know what she was a uh, full of uh, full of three black men at the time I couldn't really get a get a word on edgewise he like a good egg yeah I, he just kept going and going. I'm like, this dude's fucking savage. <laughs> I watched porn with uh, Missy this weekend. You watched porn that Missy was in? No, no, with her. Oh, okay. Okay. For some reason, one of the followers of ICP podcast, and he's actually like a really good, fo- like, he's a loyal listener for a long time. Please tell me he, he did re- porn. He retweeted probably like 40 clips of porn within a, a, an hour span. But he never does that. I don't know why. Maybe it was hacked. I don't know. But we were enjoying it. And I, I was like, damn, yeah, check hacked. that out. And then the one chick was like squirting as she was getting like fucked in the asshole. And, and Miss is like, oh, my God, what is she doing? I'm like, that's called squirting. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. You want to learn? It's <laughs> disgusting. I, you know how pissed I'd be if someone squirted on me? Oh, I'd be I, I, applaud. What are you talking about? That's a beautiful thing. I feel like a chick. I feel like a guy just came on me. <laughs> That'd be so. First of all, oh, the mess alone. The girl just had a great time by your hands. So you should be proud of yourself. You know how hard it is. You to think get I give a hurt? shit if they have a, a fun time? I don't care. Every yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Uh. I'm a selfish you're, lover, I told you. You're all for you. <laughs> I'm all for one. They're, they're there for you, and that's it. Me and this guy are all for one. And you'll take us both, uh, Tennyson's wife. No wonder I couldn't get her to do it three years ago when I really learned how to do it. Oh, the microphone switched over. That was weird. Sorry? The microphone sounded different <laughs> when you were saying that. Like the, this. Oh, because I went like this? I don't know. Anyway, it was it very strange. Fucking microphone. I'm I'm trying to figure out, yeah, what the best angle to talk into this fucker is, and I thought I had it, but who knows? I think the the pointing down one that you had originally was was the best. Fair enough. Um, we'll, we'll work on that later. I'm not that concerned about it. It sounds fine now, but um, <laughs> yeah, he at this point the year is coming up. All the the crusty old white guys gather around the room. I don't know why we didn't see any scenes of them showing up and being like, "See, we don't, we, didn't, we never saw a, saw a single shot of one of those older guys coming into there. It was only ever uh, Taylor's character, which kind of worked because it made him the villain. So he offered him like one thousand dollars to leave at one point. He offered him five thousand dollars to leave at, at the ten month mark or nine month mark, whatever the fuck it was, or the five plus four. <laughs> When he was getting very like scared that oh yeah. no he might fucking do it shit yeah. I'm broke as fuck and you don't the only my only real complaint about this is that uh, Alfred's <laughs> character the 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 lawyer says like two times before the big reveal at the end he's like do you even have the money for that and I'm like oh, why didn't you I, I don't agree with that I think that should have been part of the ending like leave that out because by the time you get there you already know he's broke. Not for nothing, but if my lawyer ever talked to me the way his lawyer did, I would get a new lawyer. Well, yeah, he's he's kind of giving it right back to him because Taylor's a piece of shit. Yeah, maybe he's a, maybe he's talking to him like that because he doesn't fucking pay him. That's true. Good, 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 goddamn point. Yeah, and Alfred is savage as fuck too because he's just like he he calls uh, Taylor out and being a piece of shit. He's like, you're just fucking this guy over. Like, you, I, is it true you went in there and like, we're taunting him about his wife, fucking a bunch of dudes in the alleyway. Like, like I, I can't believe you did that. Don't even deny it. Cause I know you did it. I was like, Jesus yeah. dude, this goes all out. I, I know you, you definitely did it. You piece of, you piece of garbage. Even if it's true, <laughs> you, you human garbage, you human garbage. <laughs> You twisted sack of fucking wrinkled nutball shit fuck gun. <laughs> nutball. <laughs> That's all I heard in that. 
Uh, oh, uh, just, yeah, cunt. Okay, yeah, that's a fun word. Uh, I know, I love it. Speaking of cunts, uh, you know, Tennyson's wife was just all over the place. She was... A fucking whore. And, I, I bet and even and, Albert fucked her. expensive whore, too. Probably. Yeah, I, I, I assume every single guy there fucked her at some point. You know, as right. long as they have money. Yeah, they have money. Well, why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she be banging the fucking rounds while he was in a, a glass cage downstairs playing make believe? And and this is why it's bullshit that the colonel would know anything about this because he has no money. Why would he know about her? Oh yeah, I think he's peeping on her. Being real creepy. Mm. Or he's talking to these guys and they're like, "Yeah, I fucking banged this shit out Tennyson's wife while he's down there." Ah, I bet this is what. This is probably what the bet was. They made him. They paid him to go away. Tennis or Taylor's character, and they're like, "I want you to per, uh, give him this offer to go in this cage as a ruse, so we can all bang his fucking wife for a year." All these, all these crusty white dudes set all this up just so I can fuck her. That's my. I theory. like it. I like it. It's something they would do. Something like a trading places, like a dollar bet, <laughs> like, or the past three days. <laughs> in reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, what the hell are we? Animals. Animals. Louis will live on forever. A one, two, three, four, five again. Say five, 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 five again, five again. One, two, three. Are you doing the five, then four? No, you said animals, Pearl Jam versus. Oh, just gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think. How the you. fuck did you not catch on to that one? Because you were so out of tune and like not saying. Well, I mean, so is Eddie Vedder. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but he's at the music accompanying him, so I knew what was going on. But I understand Very... now, looking back, what you're doing. But when I was hearing it the first time, I was like, what is he doing? I thought you were doing, like, it sounded more like the rhythm of a, um, what's that song from Animal House? <laughs> a little bit quiet now. Oh, a little bit quiet um... now. Hey, that song. It sounded like you're doing that one. Uh... Whatever that name is. Animal House. Oh, hey, hey. Yeah. That song. Yo, I love how that dude's like on his fucking throat. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. I can't believe we got those notes out of there. It was so wooden sounding. It really is. And then he goes on to be like one of the lawyers and my cousin Vinny. Yeah. He's also in a Black Sheep. Yeah, he's in a lot of movies. Yeah, he's in I a ton, ton of shows after that. Um, anyway, thanks for not shoving it up my ass first. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better movie than it gets made out to be. It really is. Uh, it gets shit on because they all compare it to Tommy Boy. You can't. You can't. Tommy Boy is obviously way better, but Black Sheep is still very enjoyable. I loved it. Yeah. It's a, the ending was a bit much, but... Yeah, they go all out for the ending. Yeah, typical 90s movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fun movie Tommy though. Boy really brought it home, though, at the end. I liked the end of Tommy Boy. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was uplifting. I, I was happy. Rob Lowe got eaten by a dog, so that's always fun. And she wasn't hot, dude. I'm sorry. Bo Derek? Is that who that was? The, the mom? Yeah. Yeah, that was Bo Derek. I hate short hair. Yeah. I don't, she was huge, like Deadpool, huge in the 70s. Right? What's that? Like the movie Deadpool, yeah. right? When, when, when we first, you know, Ryan Reynolds and the chick, you know, horror really. Um, she has short hair, and I'm like, ugh. It works right? in very, very, like, 6% of women who have it are like, can kill it. And you're Shari like, Theron, she could kill anything. Fox. She could kill me. I'd be fine with it. I know. Dude, she could she could swim through a, a big pool of shit and come out. I'd be like, damn, she's like clean on the other side. Shit. <laughs> I want to kill that saying. shit in other liquids. It's the only time I've ever actually but you know, but like it was just like she goes from, you know, short hair hooker in Deadpool to, you know, long hair, and I'm like, she's so much better looking with long hair. Yeah. Am well, I am I right? To, they had to do the passage of time some way other than a, a Swinging clock pendulum and months going over the calendar. <laughs> October. Yeah, she she got better looking by the length of her wig. Yep. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's all it takes. Just saying. I yeah. hate short hair. Um, you do you do you like it? Like I 
What don't. do you prefer? I prefer longer. Most I think every guy prefers longer. What color? I don't give a shit. Really? I, I don't. I don't care. Red? I don't care. I, I truly do not have a... <laughs> not just like shut it down for debate. I just don't care. Like, I, I don't... No, no, it's fine. I mean, it's fine, dude. I mean, you know, I mean, some people don't care. Some people have a preference. I, you know. Yeah. So, just wondering. I, just question. It depends on if it... It's kind of like... Um, uh, like, I see a lot of bad fashion. And some girl... What are you doing? <laughs> Do you want to fight? Are we fighting? No. <laughs> The, it's kind of like a weird fashions where like some people can pull it off. It all depends on how their face and like uh, what they look like together. But some people can't do it, and some some I don't like the fake red hair. Like when it's like uh, there's a certain shade of red hair where it's not red and it's not like the ginger. It's this stupid like I can't even describe the color. We're almost like yellow red. Yeah. I, I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I don't like that. It that that is called the hairstylist fucked up the color. Is that what it is? It looks that bothers me. It looks like no, too trashy. No girl goes for the pumpkin color. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like orange. Yeah, it's it's know? a this is too. It doesn't look like actual ginger. You know, people with, with actual red hair. Which is nice, especially with the freckles. You get the freckles involved, holy shit. But. Yeah, like Barb from Stranger Things. Oh sexy. You know what? Ugh. Goddamn right. Fuck yeah. Fuck Pedal, her upside down. Pedal face, you know, had her tie, had his time with her. Mm. Run my hands through her weird hair. Mm. Ugh. Short take hair, too, those, with big take glasses. Up the, take up those granny glasses, you know, let them drape around her breasts. Because they're on a my fucking mother, chain. My mother-in-law is literally the ugliest woman on earth, and <laughs> she has short red Brillo pad hair. Nice, nice. She's like a with those, a cabbage with those big doll. barb glasses. That sounds so sexy. No. Sexy. Oh. She's single. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, Easily enough. She wants it. Just like a Tennyson's wife. Go give it to her, Phoenix. <laughs> Because I'm the way she acts, I think she needs it. <laughs> Gonna fuck her hair straight. Goddamn right. I hate her guts. Uh, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> what? So let's get back to the episode. Wrap wrap this up. Yes, yes, yes. The silence. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's fine. We need to talk about you know different color hair for no reason. The uh, shit. They bring the motherfucker out. He he passed his year because the clock said he did. <laughs> it started going off. I don't know why they timed the. I don't know how you time that clock to go off. They didn't start exactly in the hour, unless they did. I don't know. Anyway, personally, personally, I think it took all about two days. You think this took place over two days? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, the actors. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, the definitely. Set designers, it took them a, up to at least two weeks, but the actors themselves, two days of shooting, and they yeah. got, they had this wrapped up. I mean, it all took place in one room. Yeah, exactly, and. and if they did, you know, congrats. So they saved money and the episode wasn't shitty. I liked it. Uh, let's, let's finish the plot and then we'll go into our feelings on it. Because I do have okay. some feelings on it. The, he, he comes into the room. They all do like the fucking super whitest golf clap ever. They're like, and stop, on, stop at the exact same time. All the old guys. He comes in there and he's just like, sticks his hand out like, check, please. I will take my check. And Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> yeah, and then do you have the the clip of Taylor being like, "Of course, I admit you had me have a bit of a disadvantage." Of course I do. Of course he does. Um, why didn't you say so? <laughs> Kidding. Uh, let me see here. I'm doing like nightly news. <laughs> Oh fuck me! Um, why did I label this Tennyson? That's all it says. Okay, that must be the beginning. Oh, here we go. Um, I think. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Things you've done to him, like little asides, innuendos, suggestions, gossip about his wife. 
You place such a premium on honor, Archie. But you haven't acted like an honorable man. Please don't go to the trouble of denying it. I'm sure much of it is true. But the ugly affair has proved two things, hasn't it, Archie? That that boy down there is stronger than you gave him credit for. And you are considerably weaker. That's what I mean. Pwn. Oh, no, just, he didn't. Just burn. Well, and it wasn't quite the clip I was going for, him. but... <laughs> And uh, let's see. Uh, wait, that's um, hmm. you know I try to label these things and then they get cut off. And it's our New York operation for us. Anyway, oh, that's the beginning. I'm sorry. Um, where the fuck is it? Oh, here we go. You will have me at a disadvantage, Mr. Tennyson. Jeffrey sticks his hand out. In a rather compromising situation, you force me into a position of rather distasteful candor. The truth is, I am a fraud. I haven't any money. I offered you a thousand dollars, then five thousand dollars. I would have had to go out into the street to beg even that amount, let alone Prostitute. a half a million dollars. I don't... Why did, he seems, doesn't he seem like he's shaming him? For being like, you think I have 500,000. You made the bet, motherfucker. <laughs> and you're like, you thought I had it, you stupid asshole. You I st- think it's just his general nature that he's just a dick. Yeah, and I love his moment of defeat. Uh, and then he's like, obviously I resign. Yeah, because yeah, I have to, it seems like. So I'm going to go ahead and just kind of take the walk of shame out of this room and uh, be out of here. And then they start talking to Tezzin, like, Tezzin, Tezzin. I will naturally resign. I will not ask you to suffer my presence any longer. Tennyson, you can talk. Your time's up. You can talk. Why doesn't he talk? (laughs) What does it say, Archie? What did he write? Why didn't he say something? I knew I would not be able to keep my part of the bargain. So one year ago, I had the nerves to my vocal cords severed. (gasps) (gasps) Yes. So the whole reveal is uh, Taylor's broke and then Tennyson cheated. So I (laughs) love... They're both pieces of shit. (laughs) Yes. They're both pieces of shit that tried to fuck each other over. And they both got what they deserved. I love this ending. <clears throat> it's like the Prestige. Have you ever seen the Prestige? Yes, no. Such a good goddamn movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and it's kind of similar. Where they're both the whole movie, they work to, like they're working together at the beginning. They start to, the whole rest of the movie is them fucking each other over, and like who can fuck over each other, the other guy the most. I love that because they're both tremendous pieces of shit because of the other person. Christian Bale, right? Yeah, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I. I watched it once, and I got so twisted up and confused of who the fuck was who. <laughs> like I'm like, which one's fucking over who right now? Um, so I'm so goddamn confused. Yeah, they, they're all just back and forth. That's the whole point. They just they're just I know, trying they to steal. They're trying to steal secrets move. back and forth. It's a, uh, it is difficult to keep track of two characters. I understand. I mean, it's not like <laughs> you know, it what? No, because I was like. <laughs> Just a little head nod there. <laughs> two whole characters. Um, silence. The silence. <laughs> More of the silence right there. Uh, <laughs> let's. What the hell are we? Oh, we're re- Did you notice when Arch is reading that note, he's out of focus? You know what? Uh, no. If if you go back and look, if you get a chance, <laughs> I I can't figure out why. It's it's the one like visual that drove me nuts. I'm like, the rest of the movie looks fucking amazing. And for some... I hated him. For some... What's that? Uh, I didn't like the actor choice they went with for Tennyson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like him. I love the guy that plays Archie Taylor, though. I think, oh, yeah. I think yeah. he fucking they kills it. killed it with him. Yeah. I, I like we Tennyson. He doesn't really speak much, so it doesn't really... can't really bother me that much. 
Um, his nose bothers me. So the so the actor's face bothers you. Yeah, he's yeah, got it, like it. seventeen angles on his face that are just coming out of nowhere, and it's just like someone carved him. Uh, it is strange. Very large ears. Yeah, he looks like he belongs like someone. He honestly just looks like a statue from like the sixteen hundreds. Are you sorry. playing it? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Are you? How dare you? My bad. In this of all episodes, the silence you made noise. How <laughs> dare you? You've offended me, my good sir. You've called my bluff. I must now leave this podcast. Disgraced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but you're all right, dude. The end of this episode where they're both pieces of shit who one lied, the other cheated, so they're both get what they deserve yes. in the end. Uh, it's just, it's, it is quintessential Twilight Zone justice. Yes, yes. I love this. I love this episode so much. It is seriously, I was watching it, and be, this is the first time I watched it where I was like watching the actual filmmaking in it, or the, you know, the, the, the style in it. And I was like, I think I like this more than my third favorite episode, uh, Nightmare as a Child. I think this might be number three for me now. No, 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 no. This isn't better than Marky. I think it for me it might be just this in terms of how it was made, and I I couldn't stop looking at it. I was, I was like, holy shit! This is, I kept whenever I made notes, I would pause it, and I was like, just so I can watch the shots. And I, I think it might. I don't know. I have to rewatch the other one, and I haven't made a decision yet. We'll get there when we do our season recaps and stuff. But uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. I understand uh, most people are are going to like the episode but not love it, but it's just one of the ones that does it for me. This is my style of Twilight Zone. And I was oh, reading... Oh, no, man. 8.6 on IMDb. I think everybody loves it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a true. large number for IMDb. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's. I think it deserves it. It's a... It's one of the highest rated Twilight Zones out mm. of the entire series. Yeah. The, the, the run... It doesn't have a crazy plot. That's why I like this, and that's why some of the weird alien ones bother me. I like these. Like, if they made a entire run of these these types of stories, I would like it more than I would if it was a whole series about just about aliens and like, you know, super sci-fi shit, super crazy sci-fi shit, I should say. And this is I, I was reading. It was like one of four episodes that aren't about science fiction or like fantasy or like weird fantasy elements. This is just a straightforward episode. Nothing human behavior. Yeah. It's just humans fucking over humans. I love that shit. I love, I don't need every episode to be like that, but this one just stands out. I love it. It's, uh, I, I have an undying love for it. I, I'm, I can't deny it. I'm, <laughs> I didn't expect it. I knew I loved the episode. I knew it. Like I told you, I knew it was one of my favorites, but I loved it even more this time around. So this is really your t- in your top three, you're saying? I think it could be. It could be. Top three I'm going to have to fight you on this when we do do that, but you can have it for now. Thank you for allowing me to have my opinion. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, the silence. So, uh, uh, there, there's no money. Okay, okay, that's what my note was. I'm sorry, trying to read it. Uh, so he has no money. Right, uh, Tennyson. They 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 said several times he has no money. He has insurmountable debt, and I'm like, how the fuck did he afford to get like throat surgery? Or did he just have some homeless guy slice his throat in the alley? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Uh, he just jammed a but uh, you know a steak knife through his throat and, <laughs> and got night. lucky. <laughs> a long scar too. Feels it like it's like a four inch yeah, scar. Like- <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, wouldn't it be up and down, or? Because I'm pretty sure you're it's up and I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I think like I think some homeless guy went in there with a fucking scalpel in an alleyway that you know, before, and then when he went in the the box, that homeless guy that was cutting him up with a scalpel fucked his wife. I keep, <laughs> and then I keep that him, thing he going. blew him. <laughs> yeah, that's how he paid him back. Yeah, or let him blow him. Yeah, you can perform surgery on me and then blow me. Yeah. Thank you. Like uh, DiCaprio style. How many times are we going to wrap? I know. That? <laughs> That's true. We're going to keep going back to that well. It's a. Uh, it's it's odd. We need to keep bringing it back. It, it's so deserving. 
We yeah, dude, nobody has ever brought the basketball diaries into Twilight Zone as much. It's as a we great have. movie. It is. It's got DiCaprio <laughs> and Marky Mark. What more could you want? I can't name anything else I want. The dude from Band of Brothers. He's there too. Which one? I, I, I the little guy. Little guy. Yeah, the little guy. Oh, I don't remember Band of Brothers that well. I guess I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I have one more note here, and this is an important one, very important, so, Frank. I am all ears. So, uh, Archie Taylor says to says to Tennyson, "Well, you called my bluff. I'm afraid I don't have anybody. I'm afraid uh, I simply don't have any." And then, in my world, Tennyson writes a note. And the note says, basically, I'll say it out loud, and I'm not going to read it off like I was reading it, but, uh, you know, just because you're broke doesn't mean you're off the hook. You're my bitch. $500,000 worth of my bitch. Bend the fuck over. I am going to turn you into soup. You are my <laughs> bitch. Like, just because you're broke doesn't mean you're off the goddamn hook, does it? Why the fuck is he like, I'm afraid I can't pay up. I will walk out politely. Like, no, I'm going to beat you with bats like Joe Pesci in the end of Casino. We, you were going to be fucking... They just, like, walk away from each other. I don't understand. Why is this just over with? The discussion's over. I walked away. Because he was guilty already, too. Yes. But he still technically won. In this world no, of technicalities... He cheated. He didn't they say... Lost. He didn't say he couldn't cut his vocal cords, to be fair. <laughs> Because it's Good insane. Good point, but that is so far removed that nobody would even think to put a clause in that you yes, can't have surgery. I agree, but I'm not saying he owes him the full five hundred thousand. Let's 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 get that number out of there. He at least never... owes at least owes him twenty five thousand for the year. We'll do a payment plan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I'll, I mean, I'll go 6.9% APR, but, uh, <laughs> you know, a 30 month, uh, you know, and we'll, and we'll, and we'll see where we're at. You know, yeah. late fees will be 10% every seven days. I'm literally following that guy home and be like, what do you have at your house? Cause that's mine now. That is mine. <laughs> and just rob him blind. Yeah. Like a toddler. <laughs> mine. Mine and just that Corvette. That's mine now. Thank you. You're you're starting to get toward that bill. <laughs> he has an estate sale before the guy dies. Yeah, <laughs> that, sh- that could be fair. Just put me in your will. We'll call it good. And then he yeah, poisons because him. you're obviously you know going to be dead a lot sooner than yes, I will. Yes. Uh, I just don't get why it's suddenly like I walked out of the room, so I'm out of the bet. <laughs> like, listen. Uh, he exposed me. I'll leave this. Yeah, I'll leave this place, which what, which I should have in the first fuck place if I wanted silence. Yeah. <laughs> so technically, he got what he wanted. Really. Yeah. He exactly. fucked over a guy and, and he got what he wanted for money. Yeah. <laughs> and Tennyson's a fucking mute now. <laughs> and that's why I think it's a an elaborate ruse uh, perpetrated by the crusty white man who won the bank. Tennyson's wife. Of course, they gave him twenty grand to, to you know sit around and watch this babysit this guy, <laughs> and uh, in a little uh, glass container that's locked up. That's why they locked him up there. So Tennyson didn't wander uh, you know upstairs and see him getting fucking trained by the <laughs> this old group turning his wife into soup. <laughs> is that a phrase? <laughs> I don't know. I just said it. <laughs> that is the greatest. And now <laughs> I never heard that before in my life. I don't know if I have either, but it, it it struck me as I was saying it, and I'm like, right, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you so hard, you're gonna turn into soup. Your bitch. insides are just soup after, you know. I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> you're fucking her so hard, her insides get. You're gonna it's like Liqu- you, what liquefy? Yeah, you know how you say Buster guts. You're gonna, you're gonna do it so much, it's gonna get all soupy up in there. You're gonna stir it up. That's what I was going off. Yeah, but but he's fucking him. Yeah, he's going to turn his... You had him fucking a dude and turning the dude into soup. Yeah, dudes have guts. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, they do. 
Indeed. You're agreeing in the most uh, object- objective way ever. You are right. <laughs> How can you say that true statement? How can you look <laughs> me in the eye? Uh, I'm still amazed at soup. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what kind of soup right now? My Tomato? Way- because obviously there's got to be blood involved by this point. So the first thing that came to my mind was kind of like a, a chicken, uh, what's a chicken noodle or like a, even like a SpaghettiOs I would go with. Not, oh my God, I can never eat SpaghettiOs again as long as I live. SpaghettiOs are the worst goddamn thing, the worst food you could possibly ever eat. But that's kind of what I picture. Meatballs are great. Guts. No, I can't. I can't do any of that shit. Any Chef Boyardee. He's... Chef Boyard, yuck. I can't do it. I Chef Boyardee's terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chef Boyardee's nuts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do you want to play the outro, or do you want to? Sure. I got it. Okay. I got it ready right now. Do you? Do you ever? <laughs> no. I got it ready right now. Just scrambling around. Just fucking throwing things up in the air. I'm sure it's not even Phoning a friend. Oh. Mr. Jamie Tennyson, who almost won a bet, but who discovered somewhat belatedly that gambling can be a most unproductive pursuit, even with loaded dice marked cards, or as in his case, some severed vocal cords. For somewhere beyond him, a wheel was turned, and his number came up black 13. If you don't believe it, ask the croupier, the very special one who handles roulette in the Twilight Zone. You know that old gambling trick of the severed vocal cords? <laughs> oh. Black 13 and whatever the else the fuck he just said. You know what? Understand. Speaking of Black 13, you know who took a Black 13? Tennyson's wife. <laughs> Poor Tennyson's wife. <laughs> that whore. We have destroyed her this entire episode. Yeah. And the only thing she's guilty of is being a gold digger. It's true. It's true. She she might have been like a loving wife, just no kind, had expensive tastes. Oh, she's a horrible, horrible human being who is materialistic and does not care about emotions or uh, uh, love. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of assumptions, but I'm I'm willing to go down that avenue. Clearly, it's um, the only assumption I can make. Yeah, of yeah. what I know. It's so much so that she had to emasculate him by naming him Jamie. I'm sure she changed his name from James. Oh, Jamie. Guy's named Jamie. I feel bad for him. That's, that's I solely think the guy who is hiding around the corner most of the episode looking into the glass room just... Jerking it? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. You know what I'm kind of glad they didn't do and they didn't focus on it too much was the scarves and stuff. They did it very subtle. You know what? I didn't take note until... I remember the first time I've ever watched this, and I just chalked it up to rich, yuppie, white... Exactly. Like, fucker. Right? So, you know, um, pompous asshole. Yeah, scarf. Um, Smoking jacket, like, the first time you see him. Yeah, oh, yeah. And and a great smoking jacket, by by the way. It was, it was. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I remember the first time I've ever seen this, and I did not see this, that, that, I would say this twist of him with the vocal cords is the biggest twist in T, in the, in the TC series, because I remember I was totally thrown by it. Yes. You know, that's very yeah. thrown by it. It's because uh, a lot of it is because you th- Twilight Zone. You, I expect something sci-fi to happen, and then it's just I cut my fucking vocal cords. Like that's, well, they already gave you a twist, so you yeah. weren't expecting another. Exactly, exactly. And it's the first twist is like, oh, that's it. That's the ending. Uh, I, we kind of got that tease before. Oh my god! <laughs> like he cut his fucking vocal cords. That is brutal. That is <laughs> like, hardcore. Yeah, that guy's not fucking around. Like. Uh, so, he stole half as much as the Rip Van Winkle caper guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's 
It's true. <laughs> oh, excuse he, me. He didn't have to go to sleep for 100 years, just a year. It's worth Pretty it. Pretty much. Yeah. And he's getting twice as much as each one of those guys would be. But in the end, they he got, got just as much as those guys yes, did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but he's alive, so. very Well, I'd rather be dead. <laughs> than be able to speak. He's got to go home to his whore wife. He can't even yell at her anymore. He doesn't have any money to give her. I, I mean, you you seen <clears throat> the evacuation press conferences with the hands the hand yeah. language people? Yeah. You know, I don't want to deal with that. I think I would just sit there and look uh, stoic like he does all the time, not ever speak or move. Just like just write statue. down shit. Yeah. The uh, oh man, what was I gonna say? The oh, he should have thrown a huge fucking fit. After he walked out, you know, after uh, uh, Taylor walks out and is like, I'm broke. He should have just started, no, not let him go. Be like, all right, well, all of you sanction this, so everyone's chipping in. You guys are all super rich. It's not that much for each one of you. There's like 30 yeah, guys Yeah, exactly. There. There's 20 of you, so yeah. let's see. Um, I'll do payments. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll take 250000 because it's not technically your bet. I get it. And I cheated, too. Yes, so. yes. So I'm willing to take a discount here. So I'll go half. But I did spend a year in this Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Cube. So, I mean, time hmm. spent, I'm owed at least that. I, I understand that Tennyson cheated by cutting his vocal cords, but it was already, he was cheating in a game that was already under false pretenses because the bet was never going to be paid out. Even if he didn't cheat, he still would not get any money. So that uh, Taylor's lie is worse. Oh, by far. Yeah. So I'm just saying he should get something out of this by the other guys in the group, like something. And how is he even in the in the group if he's broken? You know, in in debt. How's he in this fucking like rich club? Oh, he said it at one at one point. Um, well, he he's old. He probably joined it younger, and he had lost all of his money by this point, but. I think when you go into the club, mm. you pay a certain due, and you, and you have to be worth a certain amount, and I think he was, but yeah. by this point, he's lost it all. Yeah, I'm talking about Tennyson. He, they said he had an inheritance, but it's gone. Because he kept making horrible stock choices. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they do say that. Yeah, I just, I just don't know why they keep, like, keep re-upping him every year. It's like yeah, it's and, and not for nothing. If a club member keeps on asking for money from other club members, he needs to be kicked out. Exactly. It seems got to be definitely against the rules. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like big no no. Bunch of douchebags here. Anyway, I, I fucking love this episode. I really do. Uh, I, I don't care if if you don't. I don't, I don't care. It's like whatever, man. No, I do love this episode. <clears throat> I think it's great. You know, I saw my top three. By yeah. no means at all. But I love a lot of aspects of this episode. I really do. You know, I love the the plot. I love the ending, the double twist. I mean, name another episode that has a double twist. Um, I'm sure I could if I were. Oh, man. Double twist. I mean, it's double one twist. of Rod's best of season two to this point, I think. Yeah, I, I love the intro. I love the outro. It all works. He kept it concise. He, it flows the best. It has the best flow to the intro and to the outro because they're doing the dun, 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 that whole th- that whole music during the intro and outro. Yeah, and it yeah. just it works. The whole thing works. Um, and like you're saying, and don't get me wrong. I love the Rip Van Winkle caper. You know. Yeah, that was great. That's more acting. Uh, you, you you know what I mean? Like the actors made that great. Yeah. This. The story made it great, you know. For me, it was the actors could have been bad, yeah. and it was still been good. For me, it was the story, the acting, and the 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 actual filmmaking of it was just all matched up, and it was just made it so much better. And yeah, I think it's just beautifully shot. I do, I really do. I'm gonna kiss its ass until until I fucking die. I just love it. I love this style. If you ever get a chance, uh, go check out John Frankenheimer's movie from '66. It's called Seconds. It's um, it's amazing. It's an amazing movie. It really is. It's black and white. It's uh, 
older guy is dying and he's getting older and he doesn't want to. He's not dying, dying, but he's he can feel like death is coming at some point. You know, he's getting sick of his life and he's just like sad all the time. And then he finds this secret society that like will, will replace you and put your basically put you in a younger body. So they put him in Rock Hudson and they give him a whole new life. And he just like it's all about how how he tries to handle it and can't handle it and and just has a really hard it's fucking amazing and all the cameras are like super close and like all wide angle it's it's amazing i love the way it's shot he made it right before he made a manchurian candidate which is another goddamn amazing movie oh wow <clears throat> okay um like what where's the best place to find is it netflix i mean the youtube uh i i downloaded a copy i used to, i bought the blue blu-ray on you know amazon uh, it's worth Fair buying enough. just go check it out it's a fucking it's got Criterion Collection on Blu-ray. That's how good it is. Goddamn right. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's. I don't. I don't think it's going to be available to stream anywhere. I can't imagine. Uh, but it's worth. Checking you never out. know. You never know. I love '60s style for this sort of stuff. It's it's fucking amazing. I'm a big fan. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So um, plugs. Yeah, there's two types of people in this world. Yes. People who love it or hate it. I like, uh, I don't like 60s color, colors, no, I don't like 60s, <laughs> when it's in color, it looks weird to me, color wasn't right until like the late 80s, I feel like, or the mid 80s, color just looks uh, weird in some uh, things. Late 80s, late 80s, and it was still not all that great, you know? Yeah, for TV. I, I think sports events were like the le- like the last to really catch up. And they should have stayed in black and white because it looked gross. Like if you, even if you look at, I, I saw a game from like 2003, and I was like, ugh. If it was before HD, it was like, holy shit, it's jarring to go back. Even if it was only like 13 years ago or 15 years ago, you're like, Jesus Christ, it looks terrible. Yeah, and a lot of mullets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and remember pro player fucking jackets. Everybody had that shit. Pro player, I do not. You know, Notre Dame, Eagles, oh, whatever. Starter jackets? Yeah, yes. Uh, oh. There was starter and then there was pro player. Oh, it was like yeah. two brands. And I'm a pro player. Well, I, I had a Notre Dame jacket that was pro player and an Eagles jacket that was starter. So I don't know. Maybe it was a college thing. Could be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, do your plugs. Let's, let's get out of here. We're over an head hour. Uh, uh, head on over to Red Dragons Radio. Where you'll find uh, all the podcasts I do, except for this great podcast, which is LIW Studios. Twitter is uh, at LIW, the TZ Review. And I'm uh, at the Ball and KZ. at links. LIW Studios. Uh, go to that website. Check out all the shows of podcasts and videos alike. And if you just want the videos, go to li Nope. YouTube.com slash Loitering Wonderland. There we go. It's the other one. And subscribe. Please subscribe. Subscribe. I'll suck it, yeah, and hit good. the goddamn bell, please. Jesus. I don't know Christ. what that means, but do it. No, when you hit subscribe, then hit the bell so you're notified when a new episode or video oh. is is released. See, Frank pays attention to this stuff. I have no idea. I've been on it for years. No, I got no goddamn idea how it works. YouTube Red yeah. is the best thing that they've ever done. There you go. Uh, what else? What else? I got a plug. Uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, it. okay. Um, no, that's it. 20 minutes, go. No, I'm done. (laughs) Go check out those two things. Do it, do it, do it. Um, Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lex. So long, citizens.